evening and welcome to Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in the Loop. My name is Pastor Ben Adams and we are so grateful to have you with us on this fifth Saturday in Lent. We welcome you here and we are welcomed here because Christ first welcomes us. And therefore we welcome one another without exception. No matter who you are or where you're from, no matter the color of our skin or who we love or marry, no matter our gender identity, our age, our ability, our documentation status, our voting record, even how we feel about organized church or religion, or especially right now, church online. We pray that this is a space where you feel a sense of God's belonging and a sense of God's mystery. Tonight is a special service. It's the third Saturday of the month, which means that we'll be having the Feast of Communion together. And so if you haven't had a chance yet to prepare uh, staple food and a festive drink, We'd encourage you to, to do that now or during the announcements to prepare your table. We'll also tonight be doing a rite of lament and remembrance for the 2.6 million people who have lost their life this year to COVID. So we enter this time and this space with a deep breath as we center our hearts and minds for worship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Oh God, with steadfast love, you draw us to yourself, and in mercy, you receive our prayers. Strengthen us to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit, that through, the life, that through life and death, we may live in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
reading from Hebrews. Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, 
Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, having been designated by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. gospel according to John. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their lives in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am there, my servant will be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and thought it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death he would die. 
This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. Warning. This sermon is going to be dirty. Hold on. I don't mean dirty as unclean or certain kind of thoughts. I'm intrigued by dirt, by soil, by earth. I even have a book that I love called Dirt, A Love Story. 38 writers get down to earth. To me, the most compelling image in today's readings is the grain of wheat, the seed buried in the earth. In what looks like death, Jesus says, new life comes forth. Usually, the seed is the star in this gospel, in this metaphor. I think it's about time earth, the soil, gets some attention as well. Surely God loves dirt. Surely God loves earth. We are earth creatures, really, formed from the dust of the earth, is the way Genesis puts it. And one of our own earth siblings, Jesus, through his death and through his burial in the earth and then his rising, shines with divinity for us. And more than that, Jesus, the seed planted in the earth, rising into resurrection, is an image of our own baptism. Novelist Barbara Richardson writes that for thousands of years, humans have looked to the heavens for inspiration. She posits that may be one of our greatest mistakes. We project whatever we want into the skies, but, we, but when we instead look to the earth, we get a different message. You can't fool dirt. Earth gives us other truths, intricacy, impermanence, interrelationship, humility. After all, the root word of human and humility is humus, meaning soil and earth. So I brought some today in a holy container, really. Some dirt, some dirt for this liturgy. So maybe the poets can help a bit. Mary Oliver writes, the God of dirt came to me many times and said so many wise and delectable things. I lay on the grass listening. What would the God of dirt say to us amid the unimaginable losses of this past year? Like the blood of the murdered Abel crying out from the ground, there is much to lament inequities stemming from centuries of racism, a disproportionate emphasis on individual rights and politics over the common good, resulting in a shameful number of deaths. Remember, you are dust, the god of dirt, the god of Ash Wednesday reminds us. But such humble remembering is paired with the biblical response of lament the passionate expression of grief and sorrow. Many of the Psalms are in the form of lament. Our recent hymnal and the new supplement, All Creation Sings, 
They both have sections of lament songs and hymns. How Lord, how long, O Lord, how long is the language of lament? In a few minutes, later in this liturgy, we will lament the nearly 2.7 million spouses, parents, grandparents, children, colleagues, friends, lost worldwide in this pandemic, worldwide losses. We will light 27 candles, one for each of the 100,000 lives lost. And during that time, you too may light one or more candles. We also lament the increased violence against the Asian American community, especially the recent killings in Atlanta. The ELCA Conference of Bishops declared this Sunday a day to lament, to express solidarity with and support for Asian American victims of violence. We each have our own stories, our own connections as well. In various ways for each of us, perhaps differently, the past year has worn us down chipped away at our optimism, forced us to face mortality and vulnerability in new ways. For some, these past months have intensified anxiety and depression, the seeds of which may have been there before, but now keep them awake at night, waiting for a new day, waiting, longing for spring. Maybe we are closer to the rhythm of nature than ever before. In the book of Hebrews, Jesus is depicted as a high priest who, because of his suffering, is able to sympathize with us in our weakness. When crucified on a cross, he offered up prayers and loud cries with tears, our text says. Sounds like lament to me. And in the gospel, some Greeks come to Jesus some, I'm sorry, some Greeks come to Philip and say simply, sir, we wish to see Jesus all through his gospel. John is opening our eyes to see God revealed in vulnerable human flesh, in this one full of grace and truth. And now, as the events of Holy Week draw near, we hear these words, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Finally, Enough earth, give us some sky, give us some glory, except, except in John's gospel, Jesus' glory is his dying and his rising. They're one and the same in John's gospel. So the victory we celebrate on Good Friday is the triumph of the cross. As one beloved hymn puts it, in the cross of Christ, I glory. Now, to be sure. There is a loss, a letting go, a kind of death as the seed is planted in the soil. It is the mystery of life, or in churchy terms, we call it the Paschal mystery. Jesus, the seed buried in the earth, we buried with him in baptism, and we rise with him to a new life. The pattern of the seed, the pattern of nature, the pattern of Jesus dying and rising is the pattern for our baptismal lives. In 2005, Sister Dorothy was martyred in Brazil for standing up for the rights of the poor in the Amazon region. 
so much to lament in her story. Dorothy knew that she may lose her life because of her gospel-centered faith. After her brutal death, one of her colleagues told an audience that Dorothy was buried in the land she loved so much. Then after the speaker paused, he went on to say, actually, Sister Dorothy was not buried. She was planted. Her work continues to grow. Change is happening. The audience sat in stunned silence for a bit. And then they applauded, imagining the planting of Sister Dorothy. For a couple of weeks, I have been looking down at the dirt, looking down at the dirt and little by little seeing green shoots coming up. And today in the dirt at HT Lakeview are yellow daffodils opening. Is not this one of the greatest miracles we could ever behold? And I hope it is not lost on you that today is the first day of spring, the vernal equinox. Yet this is also true for we earthlings, as one lovely hymn, Easter hymn puts it, when our hearts are wintry, grieving or in pain, your touch can call us back to life again. Love is come again like wheat arising green. Divine love for this earth, divine love for all creation, divine love for humankind, this divine love, the hope of the world. So reverence the earth, love the dirt, honor the soil. I'm only half serious, but let's call a spiritual moratorium on stigmatizing dirt. Put your belly on the ground and say, thank you, God. As the novelist Richard says, Richardson writes, let the God in the heavens take care of the stars. We, along with scientists and artists and poets are called to love the dirt. So look down at the dirt these days. Look down at the shoots, the green shoots coming from the earth. Remember you are a part of nature, but also look up this day to Jesus raised high on the cross, a sure sign of spring and the world becoming new. Hear Jesus' words to you this day, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Dear Holy Trinity people, we are weary. We are Lenten people. We are lamenting people, ready and eager, ready, waiting and longing for the God to bless us with springtime, ready for God to shine in our world anew, ready for, for God to bloom in our hearts again, and ready for Christ to raise us up and draw us to himself. Oh, blessed earth. Oh, blessed spring. Amen.
Trusting in the promise of God's abundant mercy and love, we join our hearts to pray and to lament. We grieve the 2.6 million lives lost to the coronavirus worldwide. We lament the loss of employment and livelihood. We mourn the weight of isolation and loneliness. We recognize patterns of privilege and prep privilege and systems of discrimination. We see your creation destroyed by carelessness and greed. We fear the uncertainty of the future. We long for the day we can hug, eat, drink, and worship together in person. With Martha and Mary of old, we weep with the psalmist, and with all your faithful ones, we cry to you. Thank you. 
Hear us, O God. Console us with your presence. Give us your life. Hear these words and receive their power. God, the creator, formed us as creatures who live and love and die. God, the savior, lived a human life and joined us in death. God, the spirit, holds us in the eternal body of Christ. On this fifth Sunday in Lent, let us offer both our laments and our petitions to God. O oh God, we lament that over the past months, many Christians have not been able to assemble in person for worship. 
Many believers have languished alone, and we pray. Strength, Grady and Courtney, preparing for baptism, and all Christians in every church around the globe in the covenant of their baptism. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Faithful God, we lament that by indulging our own desires, we have misused your creation and have worsened the poverty of others. And we pray, continue your care for the earth you have made. Protect animals and their habitats. Grant weather that prepares the soil for seeds and shelter all lands from violent storms, flooding, and wildfires. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Righteous God, we lament that as a nation, we have not ensured justice for all and equal access to freedoms and to the necessities of life. We lament ongoing prejudices and violence on our streets and in our homes. And we pray, bring an end to warfare and terrorism. Imbue our courts with truth and wisdom Guide citizens throughout the world to shape communities that reflect your mercy, justice, and peace, and give them creativity to work for the welfare of all. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Benevolent God, we lament the sufferings of people the world over. We lament the sorrows of the pandemic. We lament hunger, homelessness, and loneliness. And we pray, end this pandemic, provide vaccinations to all persons around the earth, guide us in healing the sick, welcoming the migrant, feeding the hungry, and living with, with others in harmony. We pray especially for those we name in the chat or by unmuting. Jonathan and Beck. Rebecca and Matt. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Compassionate God, we lament the hopelessness that afflicts so many people. We lament the anguish of refugee camps, of overcrowded hospitals, of unhappy homes. And we pray, as this Thursday we celebrate the Annunciation of the birth of Jesus to Mary, instill in us gratitude for your presence among humankind, for holding us through sorrow, and for leading us into joy. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Mothering God, we lament the countless who have died of COVID and the dim diminishment of life that so many have endured. We praise you for those who have given us words for our lament and our praise, especially Blessed Mary, Thomas Cranmer, and Oscar Romero. At the end, bring us with, bring us with all who have died in Christ into your everlasting presence. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. We trust, we entrust ourselves and our prayers to you, Father of glory, in your bountiful spirit, and in the name of Christ, our great high priest, 
now and forever. Amen. Amen. And I now invite you, if you aren't already uh, in gallery mode with your camera turned on, I'd invite you to do so and for several of you to unmute as we share the peace with one another. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. That's peace. God's peace. God's peace. God's peace. God's peace. Peace be with you. Peace. And peace. I have just a few announcements for you tonight. First of all, welcome once again to Holy Trinity in the Loop. We are so grateful you are with us on this fifth Saturday of Lent. It's hard to believe that we are already to the fifth Saturday. Um, it feels like Ash Wednesday was just a week ago, it seems. Um, but next week does begin Holy Week with the Palm Saturday that we will celebrate. An announcement with that is that we will be blessing palms at 4 p.m. across the street in Printers Row Park. So if you would like to join us at 4 p.m. Uh, to bless the palms and to receive a palm for that service, we'd invite you to uh, gather with us across the street in the park for that blessing to receive your palm. That also means that we will have the great three days that we have been following that. So Monday, Thursday, on Thursday night, then on Good Friday, we'll have two services, one at noon and one at 6.30, the noon service being a Stations of the Cross service, and then our great Easter vigil on April 3rd. It'll be at night on Zoom. We'd invite you all to join us. It is the climax and highlight of our church year here at Holy Trinity. May Christ, who calls you to take up your cross, give you strength to bear your own and one another's burdens. And may God bless you now and forever in the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen.
Go in peace. Remember the poor. Thanks be to God. God.